Life, whether you like it or not, happens to everyone. We don't get to choose our testimony, but we are called to share the journey. Hi, everybody. I'm BJ Foster, and this is Withholding Nothing, a podcast for the soul. Let's do this thing. Hi, everybody. Welcome to our recap on this Tuesday morning. Thank you for being with us as we jump into another recap of an incredible testimony. First of all, thank you, Shana. My goodness. Guys, you know, you you can't help but just, I don't know. Every time I hear her share, my heart just, it wells up with gratitude for the life I've lived. And it really doesn't matter how hard our lives maybe have been. You hear someone else's story like that. You just go, thank you, God, for there, but by the grace of God, go I. You know, it's... I know I say in the tagline that we don't get to choose our testimony, and I believe that to be true. Um, But you just hear people's life stories, and you just go, my God, my God, how deep is that? How hard is that? And, you know, who knows? Who has the hardest life on the face of the planet? There's no way of knowing, but we all have our stuff that we have to endure. And when I hear Shana's, I go, my goodness, girl, I bow down. You know, Shana is one of my, one of my new friends, one of the friends that I've met since being here in Reno. Um, She really represents the lives of all of the families or the moms, a lot of the moms anyway, of the families that I work with. So I'm so very proud of her because I have watched Shayna go from the bottom and pull herself up. And it just shows me that for each and every one of us, we have the option of how we're going to go through life, no matter how hard it is. You know, for some, it's scratching and kicking and screaming, but we still have an option. God always gives us a choice even though it may be a difficult choice. You know, it just makes me think in this world, there will be trouble. That wasn't a possibility or a maybe or a question mark. It was a statement in this world. There will be trouble. We're going to go through some stuff while we're here. But now we get a chance to choose how we go through it because we know that our God has overcome the world. You know, since I've met Shana, I've seen her grow in her faith, grow in her spirit, and therefore grow in her life. And as I said before, she represents so many of my moms. And I'm so proud that she can turn around and help other moms just like her. I don't know what it's like to be bounced around from foster family to foster family. I don't know what it's like to have a drug-addicted mom. I had a drug-addicted brother, but that's different. 
You know, either way it affects you. It's hard to live with. It's hard to watch. I can only imagine, however, if that person is your mom. That person is the one who should be caring for you. That person is the one who should be protecting you and loving you. You know, when she had shared, I never had anyone say, Shana, I'm proud of you. Shana, you're beautiful. I, you know, that just, it grabbed my heart because I know how important that is in the life of anyone. I was going to say in the life of a young girl, but it's really in the life of anyone to just hear someone say, I'm proud of you or I'm there for you. And to not know what that's like just has to be devastating. I look at the lives of my young kids and some of the choices that they make and how hard it is to watch them make it. But at the same time, to be able to say, I understand why they make it. My prayer is God, don't let them do something so terrible to themselves that they can't come back from it. I know for us growing up, for me growing up, doing something that's going to ruin your life basically meant, I don't know, getting pregnant, <laughs> you know, out of wedlock. That was about the extreme of what we got into at the time. But there's so much that my kids are able to get into today that are beyond return. And so I really pray, God, just be with them. I know that they have to make their own choices. I did. I know a lot of those choices are dark. So were mine. But they weren't deadly. And that's what I see when I look at the kids today. They're making choices that are deadly choices. Choices that you can't come back from. And it's, it's heartbreaking and it's scary. It's really sad. I know I was telling a friend today, every time I look at the news and, you know, there's a, somebody pops up on the screen who attempted something or, you know, they lost their life or here or they, something happened. I always look up to see if it's a name that I recognize because these, this is the life of my families. So when I see and I hear a Shana, it makes me proud. It makes me proud because she's one of the one who has overcome. She's gone. She's stepped up. She's stepped out. She's grabbed on even more so. She's grabbed on to God in doing so. I have a lot of families who will grab on to me or grab on to, you know, a nonprofit that's trying to help them, but they're not turning necessarily to God, which is indeed the ultimate savior. And with Shana, she was able to turn that corner and see that there's something greater. And that something greater isn't coming as a hand out. It is a hand up, but it's a hand all the way up to heaven. So I'm just so proud of her. Uh, she travels 
with me as I shared before as we go to speak. And there's nothing like watching the faces of these other women when they hear from someone just like them. They all love and admire me. I share my story as well wherever I go, but she's one of them. She grew up right here. She's off the same streets that they're off of. They know each other from running in the same circles. So to see her clean and in her right mind gives them hope. So I, I, I was a BJ tangent. I'm just so proud. You know, but one of the things that I that that I really gleaned from her testimony was that, you know what, guys, we can be surrounded by darkness, but no matter what, it still comes down to a matter of choice. And I know sometimes it doesn't seem that way. We may not think that's true. BJ, uh, you can say that. But again, when I when I look at her life, it kind of takes away all my excuses, <laughs> you know? Goodness. She made some crazy decisions along the way, but she found her way one choice at a time. And I think so often we get overwhelmed with having to make a big choice that we don't choose anything at all. And to see her just making one choice at a time, messing up, but getting back up again and making another choice. The main thing was she didn't want her child to grow up feeling what she felt or living the life that she lived. That was her ultimate big choice was I want something better for my child. Guys, what is it that is, what, what is our driving force? What's forcing you to keep going? What's forcing you to reach beyond wherever it is that you are right now? We've got to stop reaching for the height of the mountain, the top of the mountain. Instead, let me just put one foot in front of the other. If I can do that, I will ultimately make it to the top of the mountain. But that's just not how we're built. We stand down at the base of that mountain, we look up and we see that point all the way up there and we say, that's impossible. I can't do that. And then we make choices according to that decision. I'm not gonna do anything or I'm just gonna plant myself right here. This is what I'm used to. This is what I'm accustomed to. If Shana had made that decision, she would not be the woman that we heard share her life's testimony last week. She would not be that woman. More than likely, she would not even still be here. But something inside of her kept pushing her to something greater. So guys, if nothing else, We've got to choose different. We've got to choose to be different. We've got to choose to want different. We've got to choose to live different. I loved, ooh, 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 I loved this. When she said, you know, she didn't grow up in church. She 
No one had told her anything about church. No one had told her about God. She knew nothing even about religion. But I love when she said when she did go and she heard the preacher speak those words, she said, my, it bothered my spirit. <laughs> it bothered my spirit. She said, I was convicted. I didn't know I was convicted, but I was convicted. And when she shared that, I was like, God, you plant yourself inside of each and every one of us. And whether we get fed from a pulpit, whether we grew up in a church, whether we have someone who's constantly pouring the word into us or not, you're in us. And when we come in contact with you, it bothers our spirit when we're out of alignment. That's what was happening. The God inside of her heard truth and it was stirred up to a point where it bothered her spirit even though no one has sat down and said this is right and this is wrong. Guys, God has planted it within us to know the difference between right and wrong. Whether or not we respond to it, now that's on us. You had this young girl whose life was jacked up but something inside of her knew somehow I need to respond to this. She didn't know quite what to do, but she knew she needed to do something. God speaks to us in our darkest hour. It doesn't matter if we are drug addicted, if we are on the street corner, it doesn't matter. God goes there with us. That's the beauty of our God. It's not like God waits for us to get clean and then he will dwell within us. God says, I will dwell with you in the filthiest of places. Do you believe that? That moved me right now when I said that, that God has dwelled with me in my filthiest places. That means when BJ was bulimic for eight years of her life that she spent over a toilet throwing up, God was there with me. We don't want to think that, you know? We don't want to think, oh, God is in that nasty stuff with me. But what if he was not? If he were not in there with me, I would have never been able to get up out of it. So now I can say, thank you, God for going to the dirty places with me. Thank you for not being so disgusted with my choices that you stood far, far, far away from me. Instead, you saw a BJ who needed you most. God, all I can say is thank you for that. Thank you for going with Shana. Thank you for going with her mom, with her family. God, you never let them go. Even though they dwelled far, far, far away from you, you never let them go. You never let me go. Even when I was kicking and screaming and pushing you away. 
Oh God, you are so good. You are so good. Another thing, guys, I just, it can't help but move you if you think about it. She said when her boyfriend was hit by the car, he was just talking about coming back to God. Ooh. Ooh. Guys, our plans are not promised. Sometimes we can take so long trying to figure out our plan. And then when we figure out what we want that plan to be, we're trying to dot all of our I's and cross all of our T's and make sure all of our ducks are lined up in a row. But two days later, he was dead. Guys, are we waiting? Expecting God to be on our timeline? Are we waiting? When we should be urgent, are we kicking it? Saying, tomorrow I'll do this. Two days from now, I'll do that. But see, only God knows if we're going to still be here tomorrow, two days from now. Our plans, no matter how well laid they are, they are not promised. I think about that. I know maybe it's morbid on my part. I think about that every time someone passes away. I think about it. I think about, I I don't know, it was very vivid, and this was a long time ago, when Princess Diana passed away, it was very vivid in my mind because they were combing through so much of her life and they were opening up her, her, her calendar and she had things circled on her calendar that she was going to be doing the next day things that she was going to be attending the following weekend. I know that for most of us, if not all of us, there are things on our calendar, things on our calendars that we're looking forward to, things on our calendars that we're planning, things on our calendar that we are making unbelievable plans and we're excited about, but I'm asking, are you ready? However, if those plans never come to fruition, are we ready? If God taps my shoulder and says, BJ, tonight's the night. Whew. That means all those plans I've written down in my calendar means absolutely nothing. That's what I thought about. His time was up, but I was so proud of her because she allowed that to move her to the next level. Instead of dropping everything and turning back, she kept 
moving forward. She allowed it to propel her forward. And she gave her life to Jesus. Like she said, she didn't know exactly what all that meant, but that's okay. She later was taught what it was all meant and we were able to get her baptized. God works if we allow him to work. It may not look the way we think it should look. It may not come in an order in which we would like to see it come. But I look at her life and I go, God spoke and she answered. And isn't that what it's all about? Isn't that honestly what it's all about? Guys, I am floored every time I hear a story. Week after week, I have the honor of hearing people's life stories. It moves me. It moves me. It helps me to see the strength in people, which I needed to see because sometimes I can lose sight of how strong we are. It helps me to see the goodness in people, which I need to see because it's so hard at times to see the goodness in who we are. And obviously it gives me a chance to see the love and the incredible power of God. Because when things are difficult, things are dark and things are hazy, it's easy to say, God, are you there? I have yet to hear life story in which I could not see God's hand at work. We have to believe that we serve a God who loves us so much. He loves us so much that he sent his son here to dwell, to dwell with us and to dwell in us. Guys, we can walk away from God, but God never walks away from us. He's always there, hoping we're going to make a decision to turn around. His arms are always open. He's always waiting. Are we humble enough to turn around? Shana had to humble out. She had made a big old mess of life. A lot of it was not at her own hands great deal of it was at the hands of other people who should have been loving and caring for her. And she could have used that as reason not to love, not to trust, not to believe. Instead, she allowed it to draw her closer to God. God rewarded her with an incredible husband, ultimately, and an incredible family, but mostly he rewarded her with an incredible testimony, an incredible 
ability to save other people's lives. Who knew? I'm sure if you were to have asked her when she was in the thick of it all, in the throes of it all, Shana, do you think that you would be a light to other people? You think you'll ever be able to change someone else's life? I guarantee you, her answer would have been no. Because my answer would have been no. And my life wasn't even a half of what hers was. But I didn't think I had the power to make a difference in the lives of anyone. But look at God. He changed me. He's changed her. I'm sure for those of you who are listening, he's changed you. Otherwise, you probably wouldn't even be tuned in to this podcast. Guys, I pray that no matter what happens around us, and there always be stuff happening around us, that is the nature of the fallen world in which we live. But I pray we would never lose sight of the hand of God because his hand is always on us. It is always at work. He would never leave us or forsake us. And that's a promise that we can count on. Anyway, guys, as always, I love you so very much. Thank you for tuning in. I pray for you, even though I don't know most of your faces. But I pray for us as a whole that we can be the light that God is desiring us to be in this dark, dark world. Because there's always someone looking for a way out. And all God is calling us to do is shine our light brightly. Let's stop being ashamed of what we've gone through. Stop covering up what we've had to struggle through and instead be a light upon a hill, the beacon showing somebody else this is the way. I know I shared it before, a Christian is simply one beggar showing another beggar where he found the bread. Each and every one of these testimonies is simply one person showing another person how they got up off the ground and started walking again. But this time, walking hand in hand with their God. Guys, thank you so much for being with me. And until next week, be on the lookout for the incredible hand of God. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this week, everybody. Thank you so much for your time. Always, I say thank you for joining me. It has been a pleasure to hear testimony shared this week, and we will be back next week for another incredible life story. Please check out my website, enoughasyouare.com. You can find all my books and all of my writings there. I appreciate again your time. I pray that God will be with you. And until next week, be on the lookout for the hand of God. Go ahead, Dave, play us out.